Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text, sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, up, up. Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. And we are a real-life couple, a real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy in quarantine, we talk to good friends and great comedians about their relationships and answer your advice questions. Ain't that the truth? And this one is one for the books. I feel like we learned something new about our guests. I feel like we, we were learned able to something really close. old about our guests. I think yeah. we learned something borrowed. About wow. our guests. Did we learn something blue? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what definition of blue you use. <laughs> Is that what in the in the wedding thing? Could you have substituted that? Something Instead old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. And the blue was like a Lenny Bruce record. <laughs> right. I was oh, I was gonna say a sex doll. <laughs> I brought you a sex doll to your wedding. That would be nice. On your wedding day. Just hey, have a friend. Save that for your sitcom Naomi. <laughs> Well, you have already heard her dulcet tones. Our guest is comedian and writer Sarah Schaefer. She is wonderful. Sarah has a stand-up album called Live, Laugh, Love, and her memoir Grand is coming out August 11th. So make sure to cop that. I'm very excited. I've heard her talk about the memoir. I'm excited to hear what the deal is because, of course, I will listen to it on audiobook. Oh, you love an audiobook, baby. Can't get enough of them. Sarah is, uh, we talk a little bit about, we talk about how we became friends with her yes. on this. We talk about, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, it's always been kind of intimidating for me right. because she was already pretty established when I moved to New York to start doing comedy. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a kind of, a, I will say this a little bit of a mind fuck to become friends really? with, with some of the people that like I admired when I first moved to New York. Right, right. Yeah. But even still, like even now knowing them, like do you still feel the... yeah. Little like uh, you know, we we become uh, better friends with like Tawny Newsom, mm-hmm. and I listened to her for years on Comedy Bang Bang before wow. we moved out here and got to be friendly with her. And right. that I I always she's gonna be on the pod I think in the future. And mm-hmm. like we I always end up sticking my foot in my mouth <laughs> talking to her because I'm just tongue tied. Oh wow, that is so adorable. Oh, you guys. As always, we love to answer your relationship questions. And honestly, it ain't even got to be about relationships. Anything you want to ask, I'll give you an answer. Yeah, in quarantine, we're opening it up to any realm you want to ask a question in. So, as always, hit us up on the call-in line. Call me on my cell phone. Okay, the number is... 323-524-7839. Call in. And, of course, if you are scared to, you can always write down your question and read it like a number of people do. Also, you can just DM us on social media. And always be anonymous, honey. We don't need to know your name. I just like to know where you're at emotionally. And the voicemail helps me grasp that. Um, but I think I've told you all I need to say. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know what? We've got some great episodes coming up. Brian Safi, Nicole Byer. So stay tuned for those. But for now, here's Sarah. Roll it. <laughs> Andy says it's like a Rorschach test. The way you say the tagline is like where you're at emotionally. Oh, yeah. Where are you at right now? In a Zen space? Are you are you chill? I'm chill right now. I'm okay. I mean, I'm riding the doom, you know? I'm just sort yeah. of floating on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're surfing. You have a surfboard of anxiety yeah, I'm that's sur- riding on the wave of doom. Yep. And I'm just sort of just coasting through it <laughs> and not trying to engage too much in it but that's impossible um so yeah i was uh i had therapy earlier today and i was uh saying i'm like we're all like living in this space where we're like oh everything's gonna be fine everything's gonna be fine right 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 everything's gonna be fine and uh that's that's just the general yeah i haven't slept naomi hasn't slept (laughs) (laughs) i don't really sleep much in court now sarah in quarantine, you've become quite the farm woman. 
Um, yes. By that, I mean gardener. Gardener's the word. Yeah. <laughs> become quite the gardener. Oh, I like fireball. Oh, please. I love that you're calling me that. Um, but like, were you like you're that You're quite before? the dirt mistress. <laughs> I'm a dirt mistress. Yeah. Were you I, always yes. handy? Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, not, not my whole life, but mm-hmm. like I had my first garden in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. Um years and years ago and I didn't get enough sunlight in my little backyard. So I didn't, couldn't grow very much. But, uh, then when I moved to LA, I was like, Oh, it's on. <laughs> and so I had a guard, pretty good garden the first couple years I lived here. And then I got really busy traveling and stuff and I just couldn't do it. And it got all overgrown and I would actually have nightmares about, and I wouldn't go up because I live like on a hill. So yeah. it's like I have to walk up steps to get to the garden area. And I would like never go up there because I was just felt so guilty because I had let it <laughs> go, grow over. Yes. And it's so much work to start over once you let the weeds take over and everything. So as soon as the quarantine started, I was like, well, I have time <laughs> this year. There's no excuse. And it's been great because, like, I came into it with a lot of knowledge I already had and then a lot of time. And so it's yeah. been very successful this year. I mean, it looks amazing. You weren't you? Did you make green beans? I made grow them. I, I mean, thank you for saying I did make them. <laughs> I had I made them from scratch. You know, oh, we got oh, we got green beans, we've got eggplant, what? zucchini, three <gasps> types of tomatoes, oh, so many peppers. Jalapeno wow. peppers, bell wow. peppers, corn. What are you saying? I'm growing corn, grapes. No. Yeah. You have a vineyard. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Do you have an intuitive? I kill whatever plants I take care of because I don't have any kind of intuitive understanding of plant needs. Do you have okay. that? The that isn't something you're born with. Uh, it is. It's it. it it is time. It, it just takes time. So the more attention you pay to a plant, the more you know it. And so you know what the soil feels like and what it should feel like. You kind of start to know what is going on with the plant based on experience. And I check on my garden twice a day. So that tells you oh how much. <laughs> I, and now it's kind of self-sufficient more. And I, I still yeah. have to do. But in the beginning, you got to be on it like looking at it i mean i would i mean i really you know this quarantine you know you just stare at at it growing (laughs) i wasn't done yet by the way cucumbers (laughs) all the herbs swiss chard arugula (laughs) flowers wait how long does it take to get to edible size for for some of this stuff like i guess a shard maybe a shard quickest so one, if you if you're like trying to do if you just want quick results like instant gratification, I recommend uh, radishes. If you <gasps> like eating radishes, um, disgusting. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I I'm not a huge fan, <laughs> but I figured out how to cook them that actually they taste good. It's like it just involves a lot of butter, oh, um, yeah. like I'm with in. most things. And, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> um, those grow can be ready to harvest in three weeks. Okay, three weeks. That's the, probably three the weeks. fastest thing. Yeah. So you have actual skills. Like, they would I constantly <laughs> yeah. debate what would happen if we do enter some kind of post-apocalyptic scenario, right? I have a, I have a uh, advanced degree in philosophy. <laughs> I am a comedy writer. <laughs> Naomi is a yeah. stand-up. We, between the two of us, we have negative you traits. You have to yeah. start figuring. I actually wrote, before all this shit started, I think this was like... I don't know if it was this year or late last year. I wrote, I have like a newsletter that I barely put out, but I wrote like a comedy piece about what is it that I bring to your group at the end of the world? What yes. skills do I bring? And I wrote a whole list of things like jokingly and like then the pandemic <laughs> hit and I was like, oh, some of these are actually really good <laughs> skills to have, like the gardening thing. Yeah. And uh, I've been really wanting to... Like Scott and I have just been obsessed. We're like, what is it that we would need to grow to be almost, if we really had to, we could be self-sufficient. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you got to do beans because beans, Bean bean. you know, it, it's your protein. I mean, really what you want to do is you want to have chickens so that you can have eggs. Yeah. Okay. But okay. I'm not there yet. That's a long way off. Uh, <laughs> a friend of mine, him and his wife just bought chickens. They live in Virginia. Oh yeah, we're or in Maryland. Virginia. Oh Maryland. 
No, there's a woman, a woman. So I have a garden Instagram Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a woman who follows it, who lives across like just maybe a half a mile from here. And she has chickens in her backyard. Wow. So people in LA, a lot of people in LA have chickens. Well, this is something I've been thinking about for years. There's a uh, there's this guy that I read for a while until he went insane, but he wrote a book called The Long Emergency. He got he went off the deep end. He was like What's a guy his name? who I forget it right now because uh, I haven't read him in a while. But like basically, he he was like uh, he 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 was very good at like seeing what the trends were and seeing like how society mm-hmm. was going. And he was basically talking about how you know we don't have enough oil. Oil is the thing that powers modern society, and we just don't have enough to keep it going. At some point, we're going to come back to what he calls like a handmade society, right? We're going to have it's going to be local. It's going to be oh, nice. I can't wait. Life is not going to be as <laughs> complex as it is. And then he went off the deep end, and he was just like blaming like people with tattoos and quote unquote <laughs> ebonics for, <laughs> for okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Why is that? Why does that happen? So many. People I've noticed that were like really talented and maybe maybe <laughs> even like funny um, or some writers of and then they yeah. and then you check in with them like ten years later and you're like oh that's a neo Nazi now <laughs> yeah I don't get it I know I don't understand it do you like um, the uh, the guy who uh, one of the guys who wrote Father Ted. I love that. It's a it's an Irish show. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny. It, it was so funny, and he is this insane transphobe now. Graham, Graham Linehan. Yes, yes. I okay. I didn't know who he was, and I kept seeing like tweets being talked, people talking about him, and so I was like, "Who? This guy is obsessed." I mean, it's yeah. literally every tweet is about how he hates trans people, and, and it's not just like. I'm confused. I don't understand. It's like straight up mocking <laughs> and going to war over it. And so I Googled him. This was literally like two weeks ago. I was like, who is this guy? I, I Googled him. You know where it started? What? He In 2008, he got criticized for a transphobic joke on the show, the IT crowd or it crowd or whatever they called it. Mm-hmm. In 2008, that's what started it. Someone got mad at a joke he did in a show, and then it became his whole brand. Oh, Jesus. See, that's what it is. That's yeah. what happens. That's what happens to them, right? Yes. It's like they, they, they latch onto something, and it's like as there's nothing worse than apologizing. You know what I mean? And yeah. so then it's like, we got to double down. We got a KFC double down on this. And then it's his entire... That's what happens. I think that's why so many people where you're like, why did you become a Nazi? And it's like, because like you got heckled one time <laughs> yeah, yeah. at a show in Paramus, and you feel like you owe it to the culture to stand and by your joke. Like a KFC double down, it will kill you. It will. Thank you. That's why I said it. Disgusting <laughs> a KFC double down. You know it's oh. two pieces, two fried cutlets for yeah. bread and yeah. uh, some bacon in there and oh, some yeah. other things. And yeah, what but, an innocent time when that came out. That was the big news of the day. Remember the craziest like, thing that could happen, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, remember yeah. when there used to be one piece of news? Yeah, a, a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yes. So these these lunatics, these nutballs, right? They like and they just dive into their own psychosis and they just keep <laughs> yeah. circling the drain of their own psychosis with their hatred and their shittiness. Right. It's a self fulfilling prophecy because mm-hmm. it's like. You're trying to silence me, but then they get even more inflammatory. It's like they're just, it's like very self sabotage but also some people turn it into, it's like th- their business. It's like, I'm persecuted by the woke right. crowd right. or the mob, and then there's people who join in on that and go... I'm. I feel like I'm gonna get canceled. <laughs> Lead us. <laughs> uh, all of that is to say, you have a great skill because in this oh, I've long got emergency, more than that. Oh, she can also darn. Okay, she sews. You know that. I said darn. This one's got her Etsy shop. She's over I here needlepoint sew. and sewing that up. Have you thought about naming it darn it your Etsy shop darn it to hell? <laughs> No. You should do that. You you can make socks, I bet. You know, I'm I, I. That's one skill I want to learn one day is to make clothing. But I am not there yet. Now this is it. Now, well, you're about to go to a you're about to go to a farm for two weeks in North yeah. Carolina. That's where you learn to make socks. 
Yes. That's learn to make socks. <laughs> I got to say, Sarah, this is, I'm usually very intimidated around you because when I see you, we're in what? person. She's a cool customer. I know. Well, you know, you're, you're very funny. Uh, you are, you know, you were successful already when I had moved to New York. Yeah. So she was so, an upperclassman, right? She's a senior. Right. No, yeah, freshman. I get that. I yeah, have yeah, people yeah. like that. And yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. And I, I think the combination between being sleep deprived and us doing this over Zoom, I can be somewhat a, of a normal human. <laughs> and I can say so, like some, like I can form actual sentences talking to you. Well, it's oh. just it's just funny though, because I will say like, I was also intimidated because like you to me, Sarah, are very, um, what's the word? You're a cool customer. By that I mean, you, I don't, you don't wear your emotions on your sleeve. To me, that's the first time I've ever heard someone really? say that. About really, me. <laughs> I felt like it's so cool. But it was like to like the way yeah. we know you, where I was like, she has an open heart and a kind soul, is because literally like three yeah. years ago or maybe two, two Oscars ago, Andy and I were at some Oscar party where these people decided we were going to start it two hours in. They had DVR. These are good friends of ours still. Although <laughs> I haven't seen them since. Can I be honest? <laughs> this incident. <laughs> did shatter our friendship a little bit. They invited us over for the Oscars, and then one of the the pair was teaching a class and wasn't going to get there until an hour in. So we found out when we got there that that they had DVR'd it or st- were going to DVR it, and we were going to start late. And I was it's like, unacceptable. I l- exactly. It's like I only watch this. For the live tweet, for the cultural consensus. Like, we're all yes. watching it in real time. Right. We have also, no interest. It's, a long, it's also a really long show, and yeah. they're making you wait <laughs> at the party. <laughs> right. So it's like we're not out of there till midnight. Right. Which, so then, and I feel so like yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, we have no about, interest in the Oscars otherwise. As, as much as we are here in Los Angeles, <laughs> and I guess professionally we are supposed to be interested in them, I... I I don't know. I I hope I I hope my career doesn't go down the tubes for saying this, but I don't give a shit about the Green Book, and wow, I don't give a wow, shit. Wow, wow, wow! I, I think you're fine. <laughs> I don't give a shit about the. You green never book. know. What if Farrelly hears it and he's and, he's like, "Well, I'll put my dick back in my pants," then. and I <laughs> and I never get account. another meeting with Sony again. <laughs> but but then you like literally responded to my tweet, and you were like, "You can come to my house." And we didn't really know each other very well no, then. I know. And then I was also very much like, we must go to her. Like, it was literally like, we're going to, we're going to like, this is it for us. You know what I feel I like? like get over moved, here. I know. We had moved here where we were like, we're making friends. We're meeting people. We're going places. And like, literally, I show up at your door, what, 20 minutes in? And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for a refuge. It was, it was so fun. It was I so beautiful. Time. It From was the ashes beautiful. of one friendship. <laughs> A new friendship is born. Exactly. You came That's into my. Uh, you came for uh, as a as a refugee to my home. <laughs> truly, I and truly I did felt. not turn you away. <laughs> like you were literally my Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. You took your tired, your tattered, your torn. Okay. <laughs> we, we ordered me. Thai food. Yes. And, or Chinese or something. It was really good. And we were just like, oh my god, thank you so much for being a port in a storm. Um, Sorry, I was just imagining what kind of refugee camp is there for the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> for people trying to watch award shows. Right. It's a, it, yeah. So it's the tents. It's all the tents that you imagine in a regular refugee camp, but then a giant flat screen. Yes. You know, yes, yes, yes. That's good. That's good with a makeshift red carpet. <laughs> um. <laughs> so a step and repeat that just has the country of origin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I just knew you were such a kind soul. You know what I mean? And I just think that's so, that's so nice of you. I would have never done that for someone oh. else. Well, you know, I'm I'm lonely, so it, it, I got something out of it too. <laughs> Wait, is that true? Oh, I'm always alone. I'm a little bit of a lonely. I, I have like a loner vibe a little bit. Like I, I don't have. I always feel like I'm on the outside of every scene. Uh huh. It's just yep. my yes. yeah, general yeah. state of like you know, social media has made it so much worse. I mean, because right. you look, you look, and you're like, everyone is at brunch. <laughs> why didn't they think to invite me you know or someone will be like yeah. i'm on a text chain with blah 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 and blah blah and i'm like why am i not on a text chain <laughs> although i was on a text chain of women comics for a while and i wasn't uh, on it i'm kidding 
It's okay. I, no, you well, weren't, though. Naomi, You're not kidding. No, I wasn't. We'll talk <laughs> offline. Uh, I had to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For reasons yeah. I won't go into, but it was... <laughs> I was so excited to be in it, and then yeah. I was like, "This is not. This is a nightmare." <laughs> Can I wait? I, I I know you don't give specifics. I know you don't want it, but like, was it infighting? Was it like these people are, have revealed themselves to not be the kind of people I thought they were? No, no. Just it like was gossipy. one. It was an overwhelming amount of messages, uh, yeah. and it, there were some people who I think maybe uh, poisoned the well a little with mm. the amount. <sighs> Of 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 texting uh-huh. and the type of texting, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. just like, and it was really when the pandemic hit is when I was like, I can't be a part of this anymore because I'm. It's the the text chain was starting to stress me out because it was all about what's going on, right? You know, right. Uh, I hear this. This is a cure. Type. Oh no. oh no! Oh no! You know, my friend of a friend works in the CIA. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay. You got to stick rose quartz up your butthole. That's what I thought you were going for. <laughs> not just like you have to drink bleach. No, oh, it, it was. I, I, it's like I. I actually went off and you know I text with people individually yes, now from yes. that chain. But yeah, you must. It well, was a lot of people I didn't really know, and that was part of it. Now, we're going to answer some people's relationship questions. And so before okay. we do that, you know, I like the, the listener to kind of know where you're at, what you're mm-hmm. about. You know, and you've mentioned, you said how, like you kind of have like a loner vibe and you do have a partner, a gentleman caller. Yeah. <laughs> and he, to me, is also a cool customer. Like you're both very mellow people. Like I feel like your home is very quiet. You know, it's a clean, yeah. it's serene. We are <laughs> gardening. You know what I'm saying? And so we are- like... Yeah, we are homebodies in a way, uh, so we have had, in a way that, you know, we are not people who go party a lot, we're not real social, we like we like people coming over, like yeah. a couple hanging out, you know, we like small gatherings, so, yeah. uh, and we're, we are, we just both, his name is Scott, and uh, he's my second husband, and... <laughs> Wait, did you have a husband before? Oh, yeah. What?! How do I not know you had a husband before? Well, you met me when I stopped when I had stopped talking about it every single second <laughs> of every day. <laughs> I had moved on at that point from just talking about it. Wait, how but, how far in the past was this? So I met my first husband when I was nineteen. Oh, he was my first boyfriend, uh, first everything, and then we got married at like twenty seven. Oh my and gosh. Then we're divorced at 30. My God, that's so many years. Yeah, we were together for a long time. Yeah. And then I was single for like a year and a half. And oh, then really? I met Scott. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and so Scott and I have now been together t- 10 years. <laughs> and we just got married in November. So like, wait a minute. So for like health insurance. <laughs> I love that. That's the most romantic thing you could do. Um, but also, wait. So you, have you taken two lovers in your lifetime? Oh no! The, in that year and a half, okay, you got out there. I did some stuff. Okay, you got out there in those streets. I okay. had some fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, and then of course there's been many, many since. Yeah, yeah. meeting Scott. <laughs> right, no, right, 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 right. <laughs> to keep to keep the relationship fresh. Yeah. <laughs> but that's always with him in the room. Um, sure, <laughs> but he can't look. He can only listen. He has to face the wall. Is he allowed to smoke a cigarette? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but we're we're very well suited for each other. We yeah. both are like we really love projects and hobbies, and uh, we just get along really, really well. Uh, we argue, but you know, and yeah. we also can go long periods without seeing each other. Like I would be on the road a lot, and mm-hmm. we weren't like constantly checking in. And but so that's what this pandemic has kind of been is like, oh, where's the break? Yes. Yep. Coming. Yep. Yep. I, <laughs> Need you to go away. <laughs> yep. Well, yep. you know, one of our mottos here on Couples Therapy is gotta miss a bitch. Okay? Yeah. For yeah. love to thrive. You cannot mm-hmm. see each other for some portions. 
But are you feeling, so I'm having a weird sensation right now because I'm about to go on this trip. Now, full disclosure, I may cancel the whole thing still Uh because, and he was going to come, but he's feeling really nervous. Like it's been the decision of a, you would think we were deciding like if we were going to have kids or not. It was just the the most stressful decision of, are we going to go on this trip and how do we do it safely? And uh, I'm feeling, because he's not coming, I'm feeling separation anxiety about it. Yeah. And I think it's because um, we are in such a scary time. And if you are lucky enough to have a partner that you live with, that you get along with, um, that you're now addicted to that person in a way that I'm like scared to be away from him. Yeah. When normally I would just be like, not even a second, like, bye. <laughs> just gone for four weeks and not even talk the whole time. Just a Sarah-shaped <laughs> hole in the door. <laughs> just yeah. walking right when, out. Right. right when out. I see when I see people who are on the road away from their like significant others and they're FaceTiming, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> That's a lot of effort. <laughs> uh, but now I really am like, oh my God, like I don't I like it's like someone's pulling away my teddy bear. Like yes. I don't want him to. So <laughs> I know what you mean. No, the codependence is real. But then it's like we like I keep I noticed this weekend. Like I kept just being like Andy, you know I love you, right? Andy, how oh my you God. doing? Andy, like I just like would keep like petting him and shit and like check. Like I just found it, myself very much like, where are you at and how do you feel? Like I was. Well, very... at first you go, you know I love you, right? And it felt like it was like right before you hit him with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love you, right? Break his ankles. <laughs> oh God, I am. Well, how am misery. I supposed to write the book that you wanted me to write? <laughs> Unless you break my ankles. Have to, you have to. One of my favorite movies. Oh my God. Um, Bates. Well, Bates. it's, I think the site, I, I don't, I was talking about this again because the, my therapy session today is so fresh in my mind. But mm. I was talking, I don't think we have enough distance yet to understand the psychological damage this is doing to us all. No, and yeah. no, we don't. I, yeah. I will say this though, because Naomi and I have a couple's therapist that we telecommute with. Tele, what's the, now telemarket no telemarket <laughs> we telemarket tele- with you we have teletherapy with every teletherapy. week we are able i think we've been able to uh kind of talk through a lot of what's going on at the moment but um yeah it's a weird i would say it's a weird um double-edged sword uh-huh. in which we are, have this codependency now but at the same time uh, f- especially for someone like me especially naomi i uh, someone like you sarah we we uh, desire our alone time. We crave that yeah. alone time so much so that we now have these two states sitting within us and we're trying to uh, reconcile them both. Want to be wow. alone and at the same time want to be around our partner. I know. Yeah, and it's, it's profound. <laughs> I do a no, lot of napping a, just to be alone. There's say? a book called... Oh, Shit. It's it's an old psychology book like called like Intimate Stranger. I don't know what the fuck it's called. <laughs> that sounds like a Lifetime movie. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like a Cinemax movie. <laughs> no, it's it was some book written about couples where you like uh, that intimacy. Uh, if you're it, the only way, like the closer it's like at, you know the closer you are, then you have to break apart. Mm-hmm. And then come back together again. And it's like, by, it was all about like scheduling your fights and like learning how to <laughs> fight and like a pre, and, and embracing fights uh-huh. and embracing t- uh, conflict. Because if you have conflict, that means you're close. Mm, because if you true. weren't close, you'd, you would you just avoid each other. And, you know, yeah. Um, but then I was reading the book and I'm maybe 10, 20 pages in and they used, uh, they started talking in racist terms. And I shut the book and I stopped reading it immediately. (sighs) It was like, what? It was like, if they were using the term, it was, it was an N word, but not the bad one. It was, I don't like like saying the word. No, it was just, Negro. They yes. were just saying Negro. I, don't, I, I just don't like saying any of those words. From? Was sure. this book from like nineteen like sixty? Yes, from the sixties. Oh and, no, no, no! And it you was need like updated saying, relationship but it was like advice. Racial stereotypes, like Jews oh. fight about money, and, ah! and, 
and it, and it was like the anger in the black man. Like, oh. I was just like, it was so fucking bad. Oh my God. I immediately stopped reading it. Yeah. By the way, it's, yeah. it's insane yeah. to me that that's our stereotype. It's like, <laughs> like no one else in this fucking world gives, cares about money. Like we're the only ones. We're the only, we're the weird ones. We care about money in a capitalist <laughs> society. It's like, everyone's arguing about money. I'll take food. You want to give me a good ser- We Yeah, we talk about food incessantly. Jews, yeah. you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jews. What's the that, the that, the yeah. that, Jews? Well, and <laughs> then like that? the white. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Musical? And the white couples were all like, you know, Bill and Karen and like, yeah. you know, and what they were fighting about was like, we never go to tennis anymore. You know, it was so fucking crazy. And then Moisha and Yentl are arguing over who's going to dig the penny that, out of the sewer where it fell. It's so terrible. Should we take a quick break and answer some relationship questions? Yeah, why don't we? We'll be right back after this. Hey guys, Naomi here. Just wanted to take a quick break to remind you guys that Couples Therapy does have a Patreon. And we also have merch. Now, if you want to become a Patreon for just $5 a month, you will get two bonus episodes and tons of other bonus content. So hit us up at patreon.com slash pod. And if you feel like wearing the love you have for Couples Therapy, go to our Merch Now page couplestherapy.merchnow.com you can get t-shirts we've got the couples therapy logo in a gorgeous vibrant red and we've also got our gotta miss a bitch tees in blue so check them out hit us up online and you know what folks we know times are tough if you don't have any disposable income and you still want to support the show we would love it if you could subscribe on apple Podcasts or wherever else you uh listen to the show on if you could write us a review five stars rate it it would be a huge help for us uh we would love you to the end of time most definitely most de- most deaf most deaf most deaf most deaf but regardless however you can help us we uh we are grateful so thank you so much and now back to sarah And we're back with Sarah Schaefer. We're ready to handle some scandals, Sarah. Are you ready okay. to help people get their life? I Do am. you, in general, are you someone that people come to for advice? Do you dispense advice? Do you enjoy giving advice? I've gone through phases, yeah. There's been, I, I always feel like I take on a role in friendships and in work as a big sister or boss type. So I will <laughs> have people come to me. Um, and I used to be very like, oh, let me give you advice. I'm going to tell you. And then there was a point where I just realized, uh, just learning the hard way that I was actually sometimes not helping my friends by not listening and talking over them and like saying, here's how I think you should do it. So I went through a transition of sort of trying to be more aware of that and sitting back and listening and being uh, more just like, that sounds so stressful and I'm I support you, but when it, uh, I love giving career advice, though. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. That's yeah. good to know. I'll I make think some calls. I remember <laughs> specifically you giving. Th- that's like one of the earliest memories. I listened to you and and Nikki's podcast. So this is like how many years ago? Oh, it's so long ago now. Yeah. Like, at least seven years ago. Uh, it might have been it, like almost 10 years ago. Yeah, it was so it was longer. It was like it was just probably yeah. like closer. It's like when I moved to New York and stuff like yeah. that. And you were giving out career advice on that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I was lapping it up. You were. Yeah. yeah. You were like, we were like, what do I do? What? How do I do it? To some I dumb love- bumpkin from Pennsylvania. Yeah, oh. you needed it. You needed I it. I love I love when I look look back on times where I like wrote something that gives advice or I said advice when now looking back on that girl i'm like you didn't know anything <laughs> who are you to be giving people advice but we're all like you said there's like upperclassmen it's like the sophomore giving the freshman yeah. advice and the yeah. junior giving you know so yeah yeah you're like i know what's going to be on that final you know because you yeah. took it because you let took me tell it you what's up let me tell you a little something yeah. you're giving me the answer key all right this comes to us oh this is from owen on a, a dm on twitter specifically 
For when we you. put out the call for questions, this one came in because it says, to Sarah, but to you all, <laughs> colon, OMG, with you being fa- this is about you, Sarah, with you being famous and me being that weird guy who talked to you about chemistry with his mom before your show in a piano room on campus. Okay. Do you- I, so I don't know if you remember who this person is. <laughs> I actually do vaguely remember it because there weren't many rooms with pianos in them. <laughs> Where you had to perform. Uh, yeah. But relationship advice. Colon, (laughs) how do you survive being the crazy type A person when your significant other is messier than you'd like? And how do you deal with the slight anxiety cycle it creates? Uh, Mm. Are you, do you and Scott or do you and your, uh, your ex or any of the, uh, the the folks in the year and a half? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Were there differentials in there? All those dudes I (laughs) fucked. Uh, They they were messy. Um, no, I, I'm actually. I I don't like. I don't like mess, like dirt mess. But mm-hmm. I am a little bit of a cluttered person, and I can be the one that actually is irritating the other one. Um, with that, and so the this is how I always say it is like the mess doesn't bother me, because it's mine. Yes. It bothers them. Yes. yes. And so it's really hard to get someone to change their behavior when it's not bothering them. But the way I understand it is I'm like super sensitive to um, sounds and smells and other stimuli, especially when, as I get more tired throughout the day, I can only take so much Mm. uh, stimuli. And so I get fucking crazy when things are too loud. I could just be like, turn it, it hurts. (laughs) Like it visit and like, it makes me feel that anxiety of like, ah, and so we've had to like, I've had to, it, it took, it's taken years for me to try and explain it. I like, finally one day I was reading some article about like being a highly sensitive person mm-hmm. and having like hearing issues and all this. And I was like, it's a thing. Like I was explaining it to him. <laughs> I was like, it's not. And so we, we've done like experiments of like, like, so when on the volume knob, does it physically hurt your ears? So I'll turn it up and up and up. And I'll say, that's when it hurts my ears. And then mm-hmm. he'll turn it up and up. When does it hurt his ears? And I'll say, so the feeling you get at 42 is mm-hmm. what I get at like 21. Yeah. So, and wow. it's hard to convince someone of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's taken a long time. Oh, that's brilliant. For him to believe me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought all this time I was just being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I, my advice is to like, Find something that the other person that it that feeling of like I'm gonna the rage you know when someone is doing something that's just like that thing that drives you so fucking crazy yeah have them find something and it's really hard to do that because you like don't want to know what you do that pisses (laughs) them off but like and then go okay the way I feel when you're doing that is how you feel and then you kind of understand and you like. You do need to, unfortunately, the person who is messy has to contain it. So we do it where, like, I have a table, and that's where my mess is allowed to just be. Mm -hmm. And he knows that, and I know that, like, beyond that table, it really can't, and I, (laughs) you know, really can't go beyond that. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very, that's so respectful and mature. By the way, that's a fantastic... (laughs) Uh, way of trying to all of us in our subjective experience of uh, where whatever annoys me it may not invoke the same feeling in you to try to like find some kind of um, objective ground yeah for those subjective experiences to uh, for you to compare those subjective experiences yeah. with the volume knob. Oh my God. Especially cause I'm always telling you shit is too loud. It's just like when I watch TV, I watch it at like eight or nine. Okay. Yeah. When I'm going to bed, it's down at a one. I want oh. a low murmur. I want this, subtitles. He <laughs> listens to it like full volume to go to bed. Yeah. And I'll be like, but how are yeah. you going to sleep if it's, <laughs> if it's right there and there's a theme song and like, it's so loud. It has to drown out the thoughts. The point of the, the you know, volume. Yeah. There has to, there's a point. So like, um, <laughs> so what I've been doing lately is falling asleep on the couch and then, uh, I'll wake up in a little, uh, like an hour later and then go into bed. And, um, the volume out here, it's, uh, about eight or nine 
is the perfect volume in that it's low enough for me to fall asleep, but loud enough so that my thoughts can't start forming, right? It's supposed to short circuit okay. my thoughts from forming so that I can- That is so <laughs> the opposite of how, it would just make my whole body writhe in pain, like not being able to, it would be like, turn it off. like. <laughs> Yeah. So, but I love that idea because for most couples, you don't have, you know, that kind of understanding. You just know what annoys them and you don't actually have that kind of, and if you're empathetic, you're like, well, if it annoys them, I don't want to do the thing that annoys them. Yeah. But you don't have the visceral experience yes. of ha of what it does to them. Yeah. And so the idea yeah. of like messiness, Naomi, what would like, what, cause Naomi is the one who is like, neither of us are like mess, like dirty. But but Naomi is definitely messier than I yeah, am. Yeah, yeah, definitely got a pile of clothes on my mm -hmm. side of the mm -hmm. dresser, you know, and yeah. it's just like on top. And it's like some are clean, some are dirty. We'll deal with it later. Who cares? It's quarantine. Um, yes, but, also, but outside of quarantine, that, 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 <laughs> you're trying to act like it's just quarantine. <laughs> Your behavior didn't change over. Okay. It. It's a global okay. pandemic. That's why. <laughs> These are unprecedented times. <laughs> but you told me as long as it stayed on my side, it was fine. Right. Yeah. No, well, I, 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 see, and that's another thing. I think it's it's not just giving in completely to the other person. Um, like, I do sit there sometimes. Like, Scott just got, like, a long time ago, my dad... We cleaned out our house from growing up and we brought a bunch of stuff to LA. We like had a moving truck bring things over to long, long story, but we got some stuff from my, you know, home growing up. And one of the things was a, this like really fancy mixer mm -hmm. for your sound system or whatever. And, um, Scott just set it up finally, like a few years later and he's got it all set up in the, his record player and, um, turntable. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, and like, he's got a chair set up perfectly between the two speakers so he can like oh analyze each album. He's like dust swiffering oh. each album. Like it's really, this new person has it, arrived. Was he putting like and, Rush albums on and then like, uh, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Um, so he puts it on, you know, and I'm, I know he's so into it and he loves it that I'll let it go for five minutes where it's at a volume <laughs> at a volume where I am truly just like bearing down yeah. like it's too loud or so I'll either leave the rooms just to be yeah. like you can yeah, have yeah. your time to do that yeah uh but I will let it I I don't try to just be I try to go into like a zen state sometimes and just be like I'll take it for a little bit I can tolerate it for <laughs> a little bit disassociate momentarily yeah. Dis I do I go somewhere else <laughs> Oh my god! Is there a thing like so? I mean, we've come to some kind of detente about the messiness, uh -huh. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just been like, if I don't like the mess somewhere, I'm I just clean it up, and there's no problem with that. Oh, he's not allowed to touch my mess. Okay, huh. okay, that's good. Because he'll lose, he'll he'll fuck up my your system. You have a system. System. Yeah, yeah. I get that shit. Yeah, you got Do you have a system? system? No, but I know what's up in my pile. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I know what to grab when. It's just you know I don't honestly I need more I need more drawers I need more shelving I don't have enough room for everything. Her desk. Do you guys remember Fraggle Rock? Do you remember the trash person? Trash heap. Oh yeah. Trash heap. Yeah. She was that's, sassy. Yeah, that's that's Naomi's that's desk. me. That's uh, me. <laughs> that's my desk is a trash heap. I was gonna call you a trash heap. My she's desk actually is a trash not heap. a trash heap. She's a compost pile. All right, thank you, thank you. That show Reborn. was real, uh, uh, real uh, hippie. hippie, and <laughs> hippie it really was. Oh, yeah, Fraggle Rock was the show. Oh, yeah. Loved do, you it. do you remember when uh, the yellow one became vegan? I don't remember anything about Fraggle Rock. That was. <laughs> oh that yeah, was... no, that's a whole thing. <laughs> Wait, for real? I was just pitching. No, so there was a... something like <laughs> or whatever. Like she, uh, she did. There was something about like the whole diet chain of the like. There was like a collapse of the systems. Like the little doozers, those little like, uh, 
like construction miniature yeah, yeah, yeah. guys. The workers guys. they exploited, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, they ate the little crystal things that they made. Yeah. So there was like something where this, the chain of life was disrupted and they all had to learn a lesson about like ecosystems. And it was really, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I got to rewatch Fraggle Rock. What? Okay. So wait, no, but the question, well, hold on. <laughs> the question I was going to ask David, is there something about me that, that is this, the thing? I'm trying to find uh, the same thing that Sarah and Scott did. Is there a... What are you asking me? Is there something that I do that's the equivalent of you making a mess? Oh, something that works my nerve, you mean? <laughs> Why would you ask me that in front of company? In my company, I mean Sarah. Yes, there's stuff you do that work my nerve. But I let it go. You taking forever in the bathroom. <laughs> forever. Fair. And I had learned to live with it. And it was a problem for us for years. When we started living together, I was like, oh, no, do you really do this every morning? Goddamn near an hour? Okay? That's, hold on. That's exaggerated. To get ready. Like if we were going out. Oh, oh to get ready. Like, you just you have one bathroom? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so these are problems that could be solved with money. Well, who you telling, sister? I'm like, literally, my dream is just a yard and another toilet. And if I just had those you think two- You think we got two bathroom money? Yeah. We, ain't, well, we ain't got so two bathroom I, money. I had actually started working for the first time in 10 years. I had started doing jokes about Scott on stage. I'd never Uh-oh. talked about him on stage before. And one of the areas I talk about is that we sleep in separate bedrooms. And we have two bedrooms, and when we yeah. realized that our we're so much happier for not sleeping in the same bed, it, it's really? life changing. All, all t- like since you've lived together, like always. Since no, the, to, we really? lived to, no the first uh, four or five years of being together, we lived in a one bedroom in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and we had a queen sized bed, mm-hmm. and. Um, and then you know, a lot of times he would just fall asleep. We have we're, we're we have different hours. Yeah, you know, he's a night owl, and I go to bed earlier. Right, right, right. You I have to tend night, the garden. You have I have to night sell. terrors. Oh, so no. I get I get woken up by Fuck. him coming in the room, and I'm like freaking out, thinking I'm being killed. Oh God! And it's disrupting my sleep, and he yeah. snores, and like yeah. all of this stuff. So when we moved out here, it wasn't intentional. We had a guest room. Like, we're like, oh, my God, we have a guest room. We made it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, he would, like, fall asleep on the couch or fall asleep in the guest room because that kind of became his office. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just – it just sort of organically happened where more and more he was sleeping in another room for the whole night. And I was mm-hmm. like, I am doing so much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we just were – like we kind of panic sometimes when we go travel somewhere. We're like, yeah. we have to sleep in the same room. <laughs> oh my god, what are we gonna do? Um, but it, we 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 do fine. But and we we whenever we have to sleep in the same room, it's totally fine. But like we just yeah. there's no shame behind it. Like at yeah. first I was like I wouldn't want to tell people because I was like, well that must means there's something wrong with us. But I was like, but we're so much happier. So why would anyone care? You know, right, yeah. right. And I make jokes about it on stage. I'm like, you know, it's, and I haven't done stand up in so long. Please just <laughs> let me tell this joke. <laughs> please, um, please. Like, okay, I'm trying to remember it now. Uh, so sleeping in separate bedrooms is perfect if one of you snores like a beast and the other is a beautiful angel. That never makes a sound or a smell. <laughs> you know, and then I go on and do a bunch of different, like, sleeping in separate bedrooms works if one of you is this and one of you is this. And um, oh, uh, One day we'll do stand-up again. Oh one day God, we will. Naomi. It'll happen. People are doing it, but I am not one of those people. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no. I mean, I've been doing some Zoom, but, like, I don't call it doing stand-up. Like, no, I'm just kind of talking. You know? Like, I just, that's something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm not... called becoming a YouTube star. Right. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's called becoming a a Twitch streamer. (laughs) streamer. I don't even know, but I'm just like, that doesn't seem normal to me. uh, It's not. I know. We do do our show now on Twitch, and I'm always just like, what? Like, even when I do it, I'm like, twitch.tv? Who 
am I? You know what I mean? Like, I never thought I I'd get here. I never thought I'd be telling you to watch twitch.tv slash couples therapy pod. <laughs> you know? Andy, do we have another question for Sarah? We do. This one. So I want to start off with a little softball. A softball. Right. Uh-oh. Is this real so long? Here's what we call... A doozy. Oh my god! When people come through with twenty paragraphs, you know with it's a Reddit post, <laughs> you know, like yeah. TLDR. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> am I the asshole? No. Uh, yeah, anonymous. Exactly. This comes to us uh, uh, at our Gmail account, CouplesTherapyPod.com, uh, earlier this month, yes. uh, anonymously. Uh, my boyfriend and I have been together for nine years, and we've been living together for one. I moved into his house. Okay, okay. He keeps telling me he's depressed, but he's not making an appointment to talk to anyone about it. He told me I was depressed as well, so <laughs> I started seeing a virtual therapist about six months ago or, or so. I've had a few losses in my life, uh, my brother and my father, so I believe he's right about my being depressed. I feel bad about him. I feel bad for him, but I have had to shoulder most of the activities to keep our heads above water around the house, like dishes, making dinner, Cleaning up after making dinner, sweeping, feeding the cats, litter boxes, and slowly cleaning up the trash on the back deck that was here when I moved. Ooh. Ooh. So I, so Ooh. she moved. Or in, when she moved they, in, right. They the moved stuff that was in here when they moved in. His house and the back porch was full of trash. And there was an issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oof. We both have a lot of stuff and I still haven't been able to unpack much from when I moved because there's not much space and a lot of my stuff is in storage. And a lot of his stuff as well. He's working a little right now, but not much since he has a 10-month position at a university. I have a higher stress and more demanding job, and he's often criticizing me for working too much. Okay. Oh, well, boy. Oh, there's almost a, in, in long emails, there's almost always a point where we go, uh-oh. <laughs> right? You just know. You know. It's not getting any better. <laughs> I have deadlines to meet and want to make sure I meet them because I'm a consultant and have a contract to keep. Well, of course. I guess my question is, how do I help him out of this in order to start helping make our home more habitable? Mm. Pre uh, parenthesis, besides continuing to ask him to make an appointment to talk to someone, end parenthesis. I let him know how hard it is for me, but I feel guilty for saying something. We don't always communicate unless it comes out of frustration, which I know is part of the problem. Granted, I'm not perfect. I have a hard time taking criticism about myself, but I have promised him I'll work on it. He says he'll try, but I worry when he says that he's doing the best he can. Thank you for your help. Anonymous. Okay. Ooh, okay. That's stressful. It's V stressful. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sarah, any thoughts? Have you ever been in a situation like this? With a lover or a friend. You know what I mean? Like somebody where it's like, you are clearly not doing well and not taking the action, any action to yeah. see if you can be better. It's like, he's a brick and you're <laughs> drowning slowly <laughs> off the coast and I'm getting <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's not good when it's so stressful to begin with. And, you know, when I first moved to LA, I was really depressed and, uh, at some point, Scott was like, I mean, we fought a lot about it because I was so just sure that I was handling it the way I should be handling it. And he was trying to, like, uh, silence me in a way. Like, he was <laughs> like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Because he thought that that's he thought that would help me, you know, to not I was like, about it. I was obsessing and fixating on certain things. And he was like, I don't want to hear about that anymore. And. You know, but I'm like, but then I have no one to talk to and I'm embarrassed that I'm obsessed with this. And because it feels I, I just feel it was making it worse. He mm -hmm. was only making the shame of it worse. Mm -hmm. And so um, finally, he was just like, you need to talk to someone. And I was like, how dare you? <laughs> You've never been through anything. You've never <laughs> been to therapy, you know, and um <laughs> But I knew he was right, so I went, and um, I've been with the same therapist since, and it's been great. But along the way, there was a point at which I was like, you need <laughs> therapy. Yes. And it was he was very resistant, and he did go. He did not stick with it, but he did go, and it did. I mean, honestly, it's amazing. I would say to, to um, this anonymous person that 
if there's a way you can frame it uh, as like, can you just talk to someone twice? Like, mm-hmm. m- you know, let's just start with that. Like, because, and because, and they can, you can use this example. You can use me as the example with your boyfriend. You can say, I, I know of someone who got her boyfriend to go to therapy and he went twice and it changed, you know, it made him feel so much better because all he needed was someone to explain to him what was going on with him. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like he just needed it to be presented to him in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't want to give away what Scott's yeah, yeah, yeah. issue was, but it was like, he was like, oh, it's not my fault that I'm uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. And it's not, I'm not out of control. I can, con- I can, I have a choice in this matter. He And he was actually felt empowered. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a, a weak thing. Right. You know, I think men are afraid of therapy because they think it means they're weak sometimes. Mm-hmm. But in, in fact, it was like going to the gym twice and a dude telling you how to do a squat properly and you may never have to go correcting your emotional form yeah like oh you've been doing this wrong this whole time and i just needed to show you this and now you and i think scott should go continue and go back and and you know everyone should but but just the little change that happened there has been like just revolutionized our relationship wow and so if you can frame it in a way of like, can you just talk, try to find someone to talk to just like go twice. And if you don't like it, you know, like put the real low pressure, maybe you've already done that. Mm-hmm. But, and then, I mean, honestly, it sounds like this person is putting a lot on you and yeah. that um, uh. it's really unfair and they need to take responsibility. And I think there c- could be a point where you have to say like, I will leave if you don't, go talk to someone and this is me saying this out of love for you because that's how scott put it he was like i'm saying this because i love you Mm -hmm. you know and and do it do that at a moment where you're not fighting like yes it's it's sunday morning and it's really scary to do that but it's be like hey uh can i talk to you because when you're when you're heated it mm, mm, mm. yeah it's not a good scene but when you're like hey can i talk to you this is what I think, and I'm just saying this because I love, like, you know, well, I think that that might work. I don't know, though. But I also, I mean, especially because it's also like, sh- this person is doing all the work in the home, yes, and then this same yeah. partner is like, you work too much, like, doing your job. And it's like, well, look, if you want to take something off my plate real yeah. quick. That's like uh, House Hunters International, when the one, <laughs> the person has a lot had a has a lot of demands for what the house looks like <laughs> right. that they're getting, but they aren't working or right. don't work. Right. The one person who you know what I mean? Like usually one person in the couple gets a job overseas yeah. and the other person just tagging along, but yeah. they're real fucking high maintenance. Yeah. And it's like you <laughs> don't pay rent. Way, right. The only way I'm coming here <laughs> is if we have an open floor plan. <laughs> A turnkey open floor plan. <laughs> turnkey. It's, it's like a little. It's a little far from the bars and restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, it doesn't have enough like uh, that like Italian feel. Right. Oh my god, they love to feel like they're in the country they're in, even though it's like you're there. What do you need? Yeah, from literally the in apartment? the country right. you're in. Yeah, like, it doesn't this is feel what Italian. It looks like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're there. Um, but it, it, it's definitely like, I don't know how you, I mean, like, it's funny because when I was, I was laughing when you were reading the person saying all the stuff they do in the house, because it's like all the stuff you do in the house, you've really become the caretaker of the home. Right. But that's more, that's like, I enjoy in some sense doing that stuff. Yeah. 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 But then it's right. Like, and then you do, but the, but like you do a lot of the laundry because I fucking hate folding laundry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try, I try to, you know, lift, lift small objects. You know what I mean? Just very minor. Tasks. I love laundry. <laughs> Scott, I, I cook a lot, and I also traditionally would clean, a, do dishes a lot. Um, but when quarantine started, you know, we realized we got to split this up because it's too much. Mm-hmm. And so he was doing dishes, maybe like ten percent increase. Mm-hmm. Over what he was doing before at first, and he started referring to himself as Dish Boy, <laughs> and I was like, "Dish Boy is still not completing the dishes." This is right. what sends me into a rage. He's like, "I did, I did the dishes, and then I go in there, and there's like three soaking pans." <laughs> um, you know, there's just shit piled up. Like it's not put. Like he. 
instead of putting the dishes away, he just sits them on the counter because he doesn't know where they go. <laughs> like, how long have we lived here? I just don't know. If you're not doing chores around the house, how else are you listening to the podcast you want to listen to? That's true. In that's how Andy makes it. He's always like, it's fine. I'll just listen to a podcast. And so suddenly yeah, he it's sets like, up, fine. he sets up his iPad and gets something going and then starts working. And yeah, and, uh, we, we've, we have a good division of labor at this point. Um, That's good. So you have some, but the person, but this person, he has to want to change. You cannot yeah. drag an adult to therapy. <sighs> you cannot yeah. put them in a seat. You know what I mean? Like you can't have like this dramatic goodwill hunting moment, you know, where you're like, don't speak the whole session and then keep coming back. You know what I mean? It's like, you have to want to like have the conversation. Well, and also I think maybe you say, you appeal to that. You go, you know, I, you don't have to live like this. Mm-hmm. You don't, it's, you know, you, there's another way. And, um, and I, I'm not here know. to do this for you all the time. Cause that's the yeah. problem is like, you can live that way when somebody doing all the cooking and cleaning, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can fucking yeah. sink into being sad yeah. when somebody else is keeping everything moving. And so I wonder, like, I don't, I don't mean it to be petty, but is there a way to be like, I'm not doing the dishes or I'm not making dinner. You know what I mean? Like make yeah. like, and seeing what happens like if you're like i'm not doing it i'm i have work or i'm tired will he get up and clean or make something maybe or yeah sp- maybe you if know? you stop and go you know what i'm taking a break i don't care what you do i'm right. on my own right. you know i mean right it, it feels scary as i'm someone who doesn't like having that type of conflict and it feels scary to do stuff like that sometimes when you're when you know both of you are struggling so much and how hard this is for everyone even in especially if you already had depression and stuff in your life and um struggles uh then to have all this pandemic shit i mean i don't think people understand the level that this is harming us uh psychologically like it doesn't matter who you are there are some that are struggling way worse it's a spectrum of you know struggle Mm -hmm. but i was thinking like (laughs) You know, like even celebrities, I'm like, what are they doing? They don't have their red carpets and they <laughs> and going to set like, you know, your everyone's identity is being like ripped from them. I know. You know like, they have to like be with their children. I think a lot of people like yeah. and I joke, it's not even I'm like, you know, it's I'm not trying not to be glib, but it's very hard. I would imagine, you know, you have children and like most of it is kind of predicated, you know, at a certain age, them like going off to school for eight oh, hours. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, yeah, like, and like, that's your recharge and that's your reset. And then suddenly like, nope, you don't get that at all. Culture was shattered. Nightmare. We went through a paradigm shift. We are all still operating under the old rules. Yeah. Even though everything has changed and we're still, yeah. we're like, we're like, I remember the first month or two of Quahar. I was still trying to learn how to live life in this new world, and I still don't know. We're f- four months in. Yeah. I still don't really know how. I'm just like kind of like muddling through. Yeah, <laughs> and we've been like having lots of conversations about like, I mean, we were already having these conversations, but now, and I, because I always think this way, but Scott really, I was trying to get him like, because we decided a few years ago not to have kids, and but I, it was a very difficult decision, and you know I had lingering like re- you know am I going to regret it? What does family mean to me? I love children, but I don't. How do I become? I want to become like the lady in, on the end of the block that like maybe the kids <laughs> think is a witch at first, but then they find out she's helpful. Do you know what I? I want that. I want to yeah. be that woman. Yeah, I want to be like a part of the village that that raises the children or is helpful, even not just kids but adults. Like I want to be a. Uh, an open heart and have a family somehow here. This is what she did for us. Yes. Let us in the that, home. That, you opened your door. Like, you opened I'm, your I'm, door. I want to do that. Yeah. So, but this pandemic has brought it really into relief. Like, and he is understanding it in a way where it's just like, who are we besides just us? Uh-huh. And we're talking about ways, you know, cause this could last for a really long time of like, and just even beyond it, because it's a new normal now, mm-hmm. um, it will never be the same, um, of just who is our family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have family, mm-hmm. like, back home mm-hmm. and all that, and, and we love them and we'll always be part of that family. But here, like, who, who, our day-to-day is who is our community mm-hmm. and all the George Floyd protests. Oh, I've been calling it the uprising because mm-hmm. it's not yes. obviously just not about George Floyd anymore. Um, but like, 
it's really made me have to admit that I'm not as involved in my community as I wanted to. I thought I was. Yeah. I would, I would volunteer and I would do stuff probably more than most people would, but it, it wasn't enough. And I was like, I don't know my neighbors. I don't know, you know, like Mm -hmm. now I'm like, I know everybody. I'm like, really Ah! like, you know? (laughs) And so, um, it doesn't really apply to this couple, but you know, um, I think we're realizing that we're we're not as independent as we thought we were, and maybe maybe they need more people in their life, you know. To sister, yeah, you're speaking the truth. Yeah, speaking the truth. Y'all want to join up? <laughs> yes. You want to pot yes. up? <laughs> yes. I mean, you have yes. the skills. I mean, I'm gonna yes. learn to do something. Um, <laughs> Sarah. Uh, what a lovely joy. Thank you oh, so I much. Oh, I talk for too much. To I'm sorry. Like no, I said, I God, talk no. over. No, no, I dominate no, no, the no, conversation. No. <laughs> no, no, no. No. I love it. It's the dream when you have a guest who just can talk. Yeah. And it's not yeah. like pulling it out, you know, of them. <laughs> a guest yeah, that can talk yeah. and is interesting. That's true. That's true. That is you. That's true. That is you. That is you, Queen. That is you, Queen. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye bye.